And we welcome you to the Tuesday morning show on WGTDHD, Kenosha, Racine, Elkhorn, and Lake Geneva, your gateway to public radio. I'm Gregory Berg, and I am very, very pleased and honored to welcome to the morning show today Bill Jankovic, who is a retired professor of of uh, business administration at Carthage College, although I rather guardedly use the term retired, because in fact, uh, Bill Jankovic sort of defies a lot of the standard things we think about with retirement. In fact, uh, Bill is one of the most active people I know, and perhaps some of you saw uh, an article on New Year's Eve uh, in the Racine Journal Times about Bill's athletic exploits. He is an extraordinarily gifted uh, athlete, and if anything, is uh, enjoying some of the greatest glory of his life uh, at the age of 76, competing in uh, the Senior Olympics and in the Masters uh, Division of uh, U.S. Track and Field, and um, has great aspirations for uh, the Senior Olympics to uh, expand their scope. And he's also very anxious for more and more people of his age bracket to become involved in this, not only in the matter of, of competing out on the field, but of just being healthier and being more active. And, of course, the need to be active is not limited to senior citizens by any means. We as a society, young and old, rich and poor, all of us uh, have all sorts of forces that tend to make us more sedentary than we have ever been before. And uh, Bill Jankovic is someone who is working very hard to uh, stem that tide and to uh, make all of us be a little more uh, active. We're going to find out about his uh, athletic exploits as a young person growing up and through uh, all of his adulthood, but then particularly uh, we will focus our attention on uh, the extraordinary fun and great success which he has had uh, as a senior athlete. And uh, we'll find out a bit about some of the opportunities which uh, await uh, anybody out there listening uh, who uh, is hungry to experience this uh, for themselves. Bill Jankovic, we welcome you to the morning show. Good morning. I'm trying to remember, Bill, uh, you were part of a really extraordinary story at Carthage, and I remember us talking about having you come on the morning show to talk about it, This, uh, where you met a young man in the continent of Africa and told him it would be great if he came to Carthage College, and he somehow made his way from wherever he lived in Africa all the way to Carthage, almost literally to your your doorstep. And uh, I can't remember now if we actually got around to having you come on the morning show to talk about that or not. Never got to it. Uh, Never got to it. Well, someday. He's, he, he's, his son thinks I'm his grandfather. So uh, there you go. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll maybe have to share that story another day or maybe briefly touch on it today if time permits. We have a lot to talk about, though. Um, Bill Jankovic, first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, your athletic life growing up. It sounds like you grew up with a house full of brothers, and it sounds like sports were very important to uh, all of you. Yes. Well, I, the, I was thinking about this. At eight years old, I ran my first track meet. Wow. And, and I've run, uh, except for about two years, I at least have been doing some road races, but I've been running track since eight years old. Basically, I've run cross country. Uh, not good at that, but but I went through high school and college running track. Mm-hmm. I was basically a hurdler in high school, hurdler and long jumper, and so and I went to the University of Alabama. But I'm from Gary, Indiana, so you either had to be tough or fast, and I was fast. <laughs> I, I um, as someone who never ran track and doesn't know a whole lot about it, I think the event that 
impresses me the most and intimidates me the most are, are the hurdles. And it seems like, uh, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of us who could probably, if we needed to, could get fairly good at you know, running when we hear the gun. But, uh, but to run and then have to hurdle over those things in your way, I mean, that, that takes something altogether different besides just being fast. Well, yeah. T- well, the hurdlers basically have a lot of spring in their legs. You have to because you, you're going over a hurdle at full speed. You have to get over the hurdle, uh, and you have a, you have to get your steps perfectly and all these sort of things. Oh, yeah. So, all the, I mean, the timing that's oh, involved yes, in that yes. sort of I'm thing. I'm having a little problem with the timing because the distances are a little bit off my stride right now. Uh, I've been working on them. You said you uh, played some baseball, too, as a oh, young yes. I, I Yes, I played... Well, I started playing baseball with my brothers uh, when I think I was nine years old when I played my first baseball game, and my brother was uh, a young 11 years old in the team, and I was playing the game, and a catcher got hurt, and, and they it's, I was playing with 12 years old at nine, and they says, we need a catcher, and my brother says, Bill can. <laughs> so I stayed behind the plate and caught my brothers from, from wow. there for so many, for, many years. Then I did pitch and cat. I was pitcher and catcher. So for a guy who likes to run, you had one of the more sedentary positions on the baseball field. The, I think the catcher is the most valuable player on the field. Oh, he's valuable, but I mean, yes, but you're but, not running around the field the way some people But I used to are. back up the guys at first, back up the throw at first, and I was there about the same time the runner was. So <laughs> I, I was one of the fastest people in the state of Indiana when I was high school school and I after I got through track I played a couple baseball games as a catcher so (laughs) that's very strange yeah so uh, I assume uh, athletics was really important to you as you went to college then Uh, well yes uh, I I ran cross-country and track and uh, and I was the rabbit in cross-country if everybody knows what the rabbit is I was the guy that pulled out the other people and tired them out then I got beat badly (laughs) (laughs) So you were the sort of sacrificial lamb. Right. On the... Seven years. I never lettered. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I suppose at some point along the way, you, you I don't remember this now. Did, did you always have the aspiration to be a teacher or were you part of the world of business and then stepped into teaching? Oh, that's interesting because uh, I used to get the kids in the neighborhood and teach them how to high jump and pole vault and do all kinds of things. And and I always sort of enjoyed it. My dad was a, a pilot, and, and he was one of the best instructors. And and, uh, and and I don't know, I just all of us, I sort of fell into it. The reason why I started at Carthage is I was teaching at Gateway night school every once in a while, and then my wife died, and I had three kids at home, or two, but one of them uh, went on her way. But uh, in... I had to be home, and uh, mm. Don Dalka was teaching at Carthage, and he had been at Johnson's Wax where I was, and um, he asked me to do a, a class, and I did the class, and then uh, the person, one of the people, left Carthage, and uh, and at that time they they, they had me going to teach accounting, and and. Uh, can't remember the guy's name, but he left and he was teaching international business and marketing, and that's what my major was marketing, and I was in international business, so I just fell into it, and and I found I liked that more than anything I ever did. I, hmm. I just loved the classroom; it was yeah. great. It was great. So, in in your adult life, I mean, yeah. once you are, for instance, married, and then you yeah. become a dad, and you yeah. have a job, and this and that, yeah. what was the role of 
athletics and physicality oh. in your life for, for uh, most of those years? Two years I did not do any competition. I was working in South Bend, uh, uh, Indiana, in airports. And uh, my dad came from an uh, aviation family, and I was working there. And uh, uh, I left those people, and I came to it was a very long story. You don't want to do all that. But, but I came to Johnson's Wax, and I started playing basketball. <laughs> and and uh, I got very, very involved at Johnson's in the intramural program they had. We had a basketball team that, uh, that was second to none. And, and in fact, we were the first uh, team outside the uh, Milwaukee area to win the semi uh, the, the industrial tournament. Wow! So we had a great, great team, and I was I was the oldest guy on the team, uh, and uh, my job was when they had a good guard is to harass him. Mm. <laughs> but I, I would start some of the times, but I was forty years old or something like this when huh. they were, and these other guys were in their twenties and thirties. Sure. But I was I was the harasser. That's wow. what, That's you, what my job always was in basketball. So harass. You could, you could be a pass. Had you played basketball as you were when you were young? Oh also? yes, I yeah. played basketball when I was in the. Sixth grade, I was playing with the seventh graders and so forth, and I was in varsity as a sophomore yeah. at five five. So, oh wow, because <laughs> uh, we had a lousy team that year. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, obviously the, the 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 skills and the talent that you had in in some of these other things served you well, I'm sure, on the basketball court. We we had a, a grade school that I went to that everyone's an everyone was an athlete there. We only had 13 kids that went into high school, and we dominated the sports in our high school. Wow, it was amazing. We were all there was a lot of Jankovic's, Lafatas, and so forth, and I end of town, and uh, and we, we were all in. Kids of immigrants, so wow. it's a, it was a very aggressive group of people, Neat. and that was our fun was sports. How about your own children? Uh, I s- suspect there's has to be some athletic. The uh, girls were music. Oh, okay. My son was the quarterback at Park. Ah, and um, he had, it was a real tough time for him. He, he, his mother died when he was uh, going into high school, and it was wow. And so there was there was some problems when he you know, as he was going through but he was he was a good quarterback he was mm. one of the best basketball players i knew but he problems with the, you know mm. things happen uh it it has to be kind of tough for somebody a, a superb athlete themselves when you have children who might or might not be first of all gifted um it, for that or interested in it or or and 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 you probably found yourself with some interesting choices to make in terms of how much to keep in check your own enthusiasm versus letting them do this if they want to do it. How did you, was that hard for you the to girl, The girls were in music, and, and it was great. It, and music is a lot like sports. I mean, hmm. very much like it. Uh, but uh, I was coaching Little League when my Tom was only about three years old, and I took him out to practices all the time. And by the time he was, by the time he was about uh, mid three, three and a half, four years old, he could throw a ball perfectly. Hmm. Not very far, but uh, he was a very good pitcher. He should have uh, circumstances. Yeah. You know, sports are very interesting. If you, you, you can be the greatest thing going, and you can't make the team sometimes. Hmm. It's very interesting. Hmm. But he, he was, he was as, a, um, as a junior at Park, as a pitcher, he, he had an earned run average less than, less than one. He was. He always came in and was a reliever, and, yeah. and it, it was some very disappointing things happened, and and he 
just blew it. I mm. just blew off. Yeah. It's, it's strange, but well, those things happen. Sure. I mean, that's part of what makes uh, all of this an exactly. interesting human story. Yes. Well, for you, of course, uh, I mean, staying active all through uh, your adulthood and uh, being a, 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 a dad for a while, a single dad from the yes, sounds of yeah. it and so on, uh, this was never very far out of your life. Uh, as at some point in time, you must have first heard about this thing called Senior Olympics. Oh, uh, that's the story. That's the whole story of what we're doing, doing here today. Uh, Don Gottschalk, who was teaching business at, at Carthage, and a, and a neighbor of mine went to the Senior Olympics to watch his brother, and they had a family reunion out in Buffalo. And he came back and said, Bill, you've got to go out and play basketball in the Senior Olympics. And he says, oh, he says, there's no one, no one will keep up with you. You're too fast. How old are you at this point in time when he's talking? I, well, I was 58. Okay. And see, Don and I used to play with the neighborhood kids, and we'd beat them all the time. Because yeah. I was fast, he took the boards. So, <laughs> but, but, but I tried to get on the team. Um, I found out about it, went and called Milwaukee with, with the Wisconsin State uh, Senior Olympics group. They gave me names of the captains, and to make the story short, uh, short uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. I can't call back, talk softball. So I called all the captains. No one wanted me, and I said, "Look, I'm very fast, and I'm, and wouldn't have me." I mean, had they not seen? I hadn't seen. No, you they before. hadn't seen me. Done it. Haven't seen me do anything. So why were? Why was the door being slammed? In oh, your it's face? very simple. Because uh, if. Well, you can you can go out to some of our games sometime, and you'll find a guy who's in his mind is the greatest athlete that ever happened, and he's he doesn't can't do it, and he and he holds you back in competition. Now, I don't mind a guy like that when a casual game, but when I'm competing, I like to you know. I, but uh, that's what they thought I might have been, so they wouldn't get me. And then um, the next year, I won went to the state meet. I won the hundred, the two hundred, the four hundred, the long jump, and took second in the. Uh, discus and a guy named Don Hepner came up to me afterwards. I didn't know who he was. He just wanted to know who I was, and you know, because I hadn't been, been around before. And I, and he says, asked me, and I says, well, I tried to get on a basketball team, and no one would have me. And he said, Are you any good? And I said, I'm as good a basketball player as I'm track. And he says, We want you. So ah. I made it. I made it. But without track, I would have been very difficult coming, getting on a team to compete in the Senior Olympics. Interesting. Um, now, that, for instance, that's that was my key there. Okay. Yeah. So these these captains you were calling in Milwaukee were they the captains of Wisconsin Senior Olympics basketball team or just the the, the team in this corner of the state? Well, what happens is most of the most all the teams almost are centered on except for a few, and it's, it's changed a little bit, but uh, they're centered on Milwaukee. And these people have grown up since high school together. Mm. So they have their teams. Their little club. Oh, and, yes, yes. And but, weren't interested in this. But, uh, but I don't have to worry about playing. I get tough phone calls all the time. Yeah, interesting. Now. So let's talk for a moment about this first time you competed in all the, the, the track events, uh, yeah. that your big spectacular coming out party. Ahead of that, how much of that kind of concerted running? I mean, I, I'm sure you'd been running. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not the same as running races. No, you're you right. You probably haven't Absolutely. done that in a long time. Oh, that's the funniest story. Uh, I'll try to go very quickly on it. But uh, I found out about track and field. And the first thing I – then I found out – I mean, Wisconsin Senior Olympics. Then I found out about Masters Track. And there was a track meet down in, in Libertyville. And uh, <laughs> so I got myself signed up. And I 
went down to the coach at Carthage and borrowed a pole vaulting pole and put it on my car. And this was uh, 19 years ago. Okay, so uh, my wife came out and says, what's that thing? And I said, it's a pole vaulting pole. And she said, are you going to pole vault? And I said, yes. And she says, when's the last time you pole vaulted? I said, 1957. (laughs) (laughs) So she went down with me. And when you were asking about how tough it is to break in, I'd been running distances. And I didn't know about all this stuff. So I was signed up to run the 100 and, and things. But the field events were first. And so I pole vaulted. And I happened to win the pole vault. And when I got through pole vaulting, I went to, to Nancy, and he says, uh, we got to go home. She says, I thought you were going to run. She says, can't. She says, what's wrong? I said, I can't even pick up the pole anymore. <laughs> and I got, we, get, we started driving away and haven't run a track meet. If you, re, if you know anything about track in, in athletics back in the 50s, we didn't drink during the events. And I was so dry. We drove out of the track, got over to McDonald's to get something to drink, and I said, you better drive home. She says, why? And I said, can't get my foot on the brake. Mm, <laughs> and, wow. and I laid out. We got home. I just laid on the lawn for, for an hour. <laughs> and so it should have been your, your time of triumph. Was, uh, <laughs> we, oh, it was. It was but then, then, we, then I went to, uh, to uh, Spokane, and I took second in the pole vault in the Nationals that year. And I think it was the next year was in Baton Rouge at the uh, Senior Olympics. I took second in the pole vault there. Now, that's not my major event, but, but I, I love the pole vault. But, wow. But, but I was black and blue. My legs were black and blue that first year. And the people that I talked to said, you gotta, it, it'll, it'll be okay next year. Hmm. You've got to keep working at it. Yeah. But you just can't go right out and do it. Sure. So. As you uh, were competing, uh, when I, I mean, I'm curious about this now, but even when you were first doing the Senior Olympics, um, how many of your competitors were as sort of serious and fervent a competitor as you were versus, I mean, I think some of us probably, I think this is probably a mistake, but assume that a whole lot of them are have a, a rather lackadaisical, won't this be fun kind of attitude. I suspect that there are a lot of competitors like yourself who indeed are very competitive and take this very seriously. Uh, I was sitting... Well, I'll tell you how many are very serious. We we had the heptathlon two years ago at Carthage, and there was, I think there was six of us at the table with wives and husbands. One one woman was a competitor, and I was the only one that was in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and they they are very very serious. Uh, but we have a lot of fun. That's the important thing. We have so much fun. But you're asking how how many people are. If you get in the in the dashes, they'll be extremely, extremely uh, competitive, and most. So, in the other events, I would say three quarters of the people are very, very intense. Get to the state level, and you got half the people are just having lots of fun, and it's a lot of fun, by the way. Mm. Even if even if you're at the nationals, and uh, but uh, yes, it's. Look, I, 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 in that article, you, it, I said to Lee, I says, you know, I'm one of the best losers you ever want to see. <laughs> and think about this, that in track, if you win 10% of your events, you're pretty darn good. Absolutely. Because there's always, always something happening. And, and um, so even the best guys get beat, mm. you know. So. We're speaking with Bill Jankovich, and we're talking about uh, the extraordinary success which he has enjoyed, as well as the great fun of uh, competing in uh, the Senior Olympics. Bill, you've, you've already you know, mentioned that you were a, a very, very good athlete uh, 
in, in high school and well before high school and well after high school, I suspect that some people who compete in the Senior Olympics, uh, at least once in a while, we find somebody who hits their stride as a Senior Olympian. And maybe, uh, as is in the case with you, uh, they're doing things in the Senior Olympics that they that they maybe never did before. I, I hate what you just got through saying. My <laughs> one of the one of the greatest runners, uh, decathletes right now, is a guy that came out of the. He was a, he was a semi athlete in high school and so forth, and he hadn't done anything, and he just came out of the woods. And he uh, named Bob Hewitt. He's from Oregon. He's one of my best friends. When we're not competing, yeah, that's <laughs> the guy, best friend. No, no, we we uh, we have a lot of fun on the track. We have a lot of fun doing things. If someone has a problem, we correct them. We do these things with each other. But Bob scored the highest decathlon. He had the highest decathlon s- score of anybody in the world last year. It's all re- age graded, of course, but he had the highest of any masters ever. Wow, and and he's a guy came out of the woods, and, and you go, oh, where did he? What did he do? Did he get this I was I was the primary person. Now uh, I'm now I, I if he screws up, I beat him. That's uh, what what happens. But he needs to screw up. He has to screw up. Yes, <laughs> you have to trip him in the locker in, room or something. Yeah, just about that. Yes, he is he is a, a phenomenal uh, uh, long jumper, just phenomenal, hmm. and and he sets world's records in the middle of a uh, for the open event in the middle of a decathlon and you go oh come on mm. <laughs> now i'm curious uh some of these things that you do in the senior olympics that you also did however many years yeah. ago that would be well let's see you're 76 76 so yeah. as a 16 year old you yeah. were doing some of these same oh, things yeah, i mean right. like like the short events like the like the 200 meters for instance i did you, you, i did the hurdles the pole vault the high jump the long jump and relay it at every meet, at least. I was always multi. Yeah. Now, particularly for these for these events that you did way back then yeah. and you're still doing now all these years later, how does it feel different? And I don't mean in terms of, you know, the <laughs> your soaring spirit. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't mean yeah, that. Yeah. I mean physically, technically. Uh, do you have to – I mean, I assume you're at least a tiny bit slower than you were 50 a little years bit, yes. ago. <laughs> but, I mean, otherwise, in terms of your technique or the way in which you go about doing some of these things, does it feel utterly different or, or not much different? Well, the only thing that's really different is the pole vault because I was doing bamboo and uh, Swedish steel. And this, and I have never, I haven't uh, gotten that technique down yet for the new pole. Mm-hmm. And I think I have it now. I'm, gonna, I'm working on it now. But last year, uh, I, I still do a lot of the old-style pole vaulting. But, uh, oh, you have a little more aches and pains and stuff than you did before, and you've got to be much more careful. You can't, you can't go out and train as you did before because the fatigue factor comes in. So this book I was telling you about, Everyone's an Athlete, uh, it says that people my age can only do anaerobics two days a week, basically, or you'll start, you'll start fading. And the other days you do aerobic exercise. So an aerobic is when you get through, you feel great. Mm. When you do an anaerobic, you're just puffing and pulling. So uh, I, I have to, in the summer, I might do three, three days. Or if I have competition, I might go three days. But you can't do that. You can't sustain that kind of stuff. Mm. And one of the differences between me and a lot of the other guys that have faded is I do a lot of distance work. Mm. And... Uh, Ron Zalikar, 
told me, he says, distance runners have to do a lot of sprinting and sprinters have to do a lot of distance. And that was one of the great things. And then his book says, don't go out when you do your distance and try to kill yourself. Hmm. It says, come back in and feel good. And, and, you, and, and when I read the book and I started doing these, uh, following the book, I felt a 20% er, uh, surge in energy. It's wow. re- it's, you don't kill yourself. And that's what a lot of people try so hard. Uh, for instance, in a, in a race, I don't run a race to win, ever. I run a race to get in the time that I've practiced for. Because at my age, as soon as I do that kick in the middle of 100, there goes a pull, and I'm done for three months. You mean you might pull a muscle? Oh, easily, uh-huh. very easily. In fact, I, w- I wanted to ask you about that, If how much that is uh, a reality in, in something like the Senior Olympics. That I mean, those kind of things can happen at any age level. That's but right. But I would assume that at something like the Senior Olympics – we're going to see a little more of that sort of thing. The body seems to become more fragile as we get older. Oh, it is much more fragile, yeah. yes. Well, uh, let's put it this way. We, all of us have aches and pains. We go through a lot of them. And because everybody else has them, it, does, it isn't that effective. But if you were an Olympic sprinter and you pulled, you're, you're done. Hmm. I, I pulled uh, several times last year. It was not a total pull, but it was enough that I couldn't sprint very much. And, and I was able to do some other events. But uh, when you're younger, you, you're out of it. So, uh, yeah, we get a lot of aches and pains, shoulders, elbows, you know, those kind of things with throwers. And so you have to be very careful. Uh, I, I'm one of the longest survivors in the decathlon. I mean, I've got, I think I'm going in by 16th or 17th year in a row with a, in com- competition in decathlons and and I've only one of them I didn't finish mm. <laughs> it was, but uh, I pulled real big on a on the second event mm. but I can pu- I can pull a muscle or tighten a muscle in a hundred and just survive with the competition mm. it's a, there, you know there's of course a couple different ways to go around about the decathlon one of them is is to try to be as well-rounded an athlete as you can and do pretty darn well in all of those events yes. And then there are other decathletes who yes. p- who wipe up in one, and then That's it right. almost doesn't matter how they do in the others. What kind of decathlete are you? I can. I get. am. I am. I. They hate me because if you mess up, I'll beat you in any event. Uh, I'm. I'm probably. A, if you took the distance man, I'd be the fastest sprinter in the country. If you took the sprinters, I'm the b- best distance runner in the country. Mm. <laughs> I uh, throw a pretty good shot put. The instruments now are lighter, too. That gives me a, a tremendous advantage. For senior athletes. For senior athletes. Yeah. As you get older, you get the lighter things. So I'm one of the best throwers uh, now. In, the, in Well, I, 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 won, I won the javelin last year, so uh, the open javelin. For the so, whole country. For the whole country, yeah. the open one. So when I get in the, in the uh, Senior Olympics, that's the second to the last event, and you better be ahead of me by that time. <laughs> Wow. So no no so I I get an even score across the board which is very hard to deal with if you're on if you're the guy that has a, a real good event and that's your your strong suit so mm. it, it's it's a lot of fun it's by the way the decathlon is as much psychological as physical oh of course no doubt about <laughs> and that and what I the way I the way I approach it I just have one heck of a lot of fun and uh, the th- Interesting is uh, in my classes, I always taught the people, I said, always have a sense of humor because you are better mentally and you're better physically when you are happy and, mm. and laughing. 
Hmm. And I always, my favorite thing is at the 1500 is I tell the starter, I said, you got a live round in there? And he says, <laughs> why? And I says, shoot me. I don't want to run this dang thing. <laughs> and, and, I, and I line up right there and I'm, I'm laughing. I, I contain myself and I'm ready to go. Hmm. But without that little bit of laughter, you're worried all, you know, always thinking, overthinking everything. And, and you got to be very careful with it. Yeah, because you, you can fade on it. Yeah, it's still about playing. Oh, it is playing. That, that's why I just love competition. Just love it. Uh, I, I wonder if you would share with our listeners the story you told about uh, this big meet, which was last year up in Oshkosh. I think that was a masters oh. event with U.S. Yes, track yeah. and field, yeah. and uh, kind of a neat moment, which uh, which. Uh, I forget if it was your children or your grandchildren. Grandchildren, my grandchildren uh, got to witness. Yeah, that was funny because my uh, one of my grand uh, my granddaughter came from uh, uh, North Carolina to go to Camp Anakiji, the y, the former Y camp, and my two grandsons that live in uh, Racine were going. She was leaving, and they were going at the same time. And it's Oshkosh and and Plymouth, so. They all congregated around there because we're going to drive the kids home and, and whatever. So uh, the first event of the, of the day, and the kids weren't there. I, uh, I was doing the pentathlon, and the third event was a 200, and I pulled bad, uh, and which took me out of all kinds of events. And I, was, I threw the discus, and uh, then I got to the javelin, and all three of the grandkids were there for the first time. My daughter had never seen me compete in a, na- a national meet, and uh, I think there was two of my daughters there. I, don't remember. I can't remember who all the people were there. But uh, went to throw the javelin. And the guy that took, that took second was the second smallest guy there. And he was about 50 pounds bigger than me. So we started throwing the javelin. And I was, I was in uh, second place going into the finals. And then I let a couple fly, and they and and I won it with all the grandkids there, and it was it was the neatest thing because I was pretty well down after after knowing that I had a couple championships that I could have pulled off, and it didn't mm. it didn't come. To, but that one, that one was great because I'm all I'm the little guy, and I and I pulled it off. And, it and you won by quite a margin. Six you, feet by I mean, six feet. That's huge. That's like it Bob is. Beeman it, in Mexico City. I mean, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> it, it was fun. It was fun. Those things happen every once in a while. It yeah. just happened to get a beautiful throw off. And if you ever threw a javelin, you know when you get a good throw, it's exciting. Mm. It just hangs up there in the air, and you, you say, get the point down. Get the point down. <laughs> and apparently you got the point down. The point got and, down, uh, and, and it, it was a good throw. Uh, so We're speaking with Bill Jankovich, and as you have just heard, he is a – the national champion in the Masters division of U.S. track and field in the javelin and has scored all kinds of tremendous success uh, in senior Olympics. Uh, but, of course, it isn't mostly about that at all. It's, uh, it's about staying active and being healthy and, uh, and staying alive in, in every sense of the word. And at the age of 76, that's certainly what Bill Jankovich is, is doing now almost exactly a year after uh, retiring from Carthage, which I assume allows you uh, even more opportunity to focus your energies and time uh, on, first of all, your own activity out on the uh, competitive field, but also in uh, gives you the opportunity to uh, spread this word and to get other people more active. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, the key to this whole thing, and this is what I want everybody to hear about, is that it started off all about the Wisconsin Senior Olympics because, as a story I said, I couldn't break in very well. And what I wanted to do is attract people and, and uh, to 
Senior Olympics. That was my first attempt. And as I got going, he says, you know, there's more to it. And we kept expanding. I got a hold of uh, uh, Tom. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Jeff, Jeff Cullen at the Y and Tom Mobeck from Parks and Recreation. Hmm. And we started talking. And uh, the article in the, in the newspaper came through Jeff Cullen. He said, we have to get some publicity. And I knew we had to get publicity to get this something rolling uh, for the county and, and so forth. So, uh, Oh, and it says here Jeff Cullen helped organize Senior Olympics yes. down in Galveston, Texas. Yes, so, so yes, that was, it, was, it, was really, it was very neat. And we started talking, and I came up with a, uh, with a list of things from the Senior Olympics, and I asked the two of them on our first meeting. I said, uh, what can you do? And they looked at the list, and they said, all of them. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, I hit jackpot. So we, we went step by step, and this was back several months ago. And, uh, and I had talked to Tom Lydell, Wisconsin's Senior Olympics chairman, and I said, I got to do something. He said, go do it. Uh, I don't know what you can or can't do. Went to the board. They just said, we'll just keep in contact with us. So that's when I made the contacts. And then as I got along, uh, all of a sudden, I said, you know, I wanted to put out a booklet with all the activities for seniors, but that's very, very, very expensive, okay? And I, just yesterday, I got this. I have the domain for this, usaactiveseniors.com. I have usactiveseniors.com, and I have all 50 states and three years with the host. Ah. So, now, I haven't been getting a lot of sleep because this has been driving me crazy. So, again, usaactiveseniors.com. We think we'll be up probably in April. And what we're going to do is have this, if I can describe it very quickly, the major domain, the USA Active, is going to be introduction to all the others. So if you punch into USA Active Seniors, you'll come up with, with our website, and they'll tell you, and it'll have all 50 states and D.C. there, and it'll tell you, it, like Wisconsin is WI Active Seniors, the only one we don't have is Arizona, so we have to be Arizona, not uh-huh. AAZ. Uh, but we have all f- we have 49 plus the DC, and what we're doing is uh, when you get to the state level, oh, national level, we'll have the national competitions for senior Olympics for se- and- anything that anybody comes in and tells us they're going to do it. So this is one of my problems: is making sure that I get the providers of activities for seniors. We're going to try to have a catalog for every senior in the country. Right. Whatever you want. Play cards? Fine. Mm. I hope it's in there. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. to see how it goes. Okay, so we get to the state, then we'll have the state events. And they don't have to be all competition. We just compete events for seniors. And then you can go to your county. Mm. When you go to your county, it, what we'll have there is we'll have all these various activities categorized. And under all those, we will have this. We will have the location of the activity, the activity, the program, whatever it is, and the contact, telephone, and email. So to get results. We're not going to have Wisconsin Senior Olympics there. We're going to let you go to Canada, but we'll, we'll show you how to do it, who to talk to. I didn't know. And the most interesting thing is, when I start talking to people, 
we had at Parkside was the USA track and field cross country meet for Wisconsin. There was four of us over 65. The most interesting thing was we were all very, very active in track and field and whatever. And one of the guys was on the board of directors for the um, Dick Hoffman. He was on the board of directors for Wisconsin Senior Olympics. Each one of us knew something the other three did not know, mm. which says, hey, that's pretty neat. So, well, uh, and, the, and, the, and the importance of getting everybody together. Yes, right. And getting everybody together, letting everybody know what's going on. I didn't know that there was a um, turkey trot in Racine on Thanksgiving Day. Hmm. I didn't know till the next day. I would have run it. Yeah. But now this is what's really neat. neat. This is interesting. What we need, and, and by the way, this is what's been driving me crazy, but the things are just coming at me. They're just, it's amazing. Okay. Getting the public aware. So this is number one. So anybody that put, wrote that down, by the way, Wisconsin is wiactiveseniors.com. The site will be up in about two months. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want everybody to know about that website. And a broker says, give me your website. I'll tell all the people and my, my customers that, that over 50 about the website. Ah. So I have service clubs and, and hospitals. My son-in-law works up in Ripon in the hospital. He says, well, we'll, we'll, we'll pass that out too. I need cooperation from all the YMCAs. I have, I have Cullen and I have Mobeck for Parks and Recreation now, so that gives me credibility. It's very hard to have credibility in all, what I'm trying to do here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we need sponsors, okay? And we need national sponsors. We need state sponsors. We need local sponsors. Think about this. You know anything about advertising? We have everybody hits that site as a senior over 50 years old. Every one of those seniors over 50 years old have 75% of the discretionary income in the United States. Mm. And the worst I can think of, the worst scenario, we will be for a contact. We'll be 40 times more effective. Well, per dollar is 40 times more effective than TV. Mm. Because it'll be less than a dollar per thousand hit. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting, too, how uh, it's good that this comes along now when so many senior citizens absolutely know their way around the, the Internet. Yes, And, exactly. you know, even, even five years ago, yeah. I mean, when the Internet I well, certainly wasn't brand new at that point, but, I mean, uh, that was a demographic yeah. that was, for understandable reasons, a little late in coming. And now, I mean, it's almost the exception rather than oh. the rule for a senior yeah, the citizen. Advertisers are, are starting to get a little smarter. <clears throat> right. But my costs, uh, the costs that I'm looking at are, are insignificant. To be on that national site, uh, the highest – I was doing some – I'm trying to get these things put together. But the highest you would have to pay for that national site is $8,500. Hmm. Okay. And you're going to get millions of hits. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's very very interesting. And but here's the thing that's really neat. All everybody, the cooperation of the providers is is very essential. And without them spending one penny, I think, and I think that uh, uh, Jeff and Tom think so also that by but they don't by the way they don't know about my websites yet. Ah. <laughs> they know what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I'm talking to them tomorrow again. But um, 
uh, I think I can increase senior activity in the United States by 5%. No cost. You know what it costs to have a government program to do this? Mm. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the really neat thing. Yeah. Another thing I want everybody to understand, I want to uh, take note of, that on Thursday morning at Bryant Center, I think it's, um, it's on 21st Street in, in Racine, we're going to have a meeting at 10 o'clock. We have no idea what's going to go on in this meeting yet. But uh, Jeff will be there, Tom will be there, I'll be there. Uh, the president of senior, uh, Wisconsin Senior Olympics is going to be there, and a few other people might be there. And anybody has, if you want to be a participant in any of these things, if you want any input, you want to hear what we have to say, I don't even know what those two guys are going to say yet. It's just that loose at this point in time. Wow. But it's 10 o'clock at Bryant Center. It's on the right by the lake on... Um, 21st Street. Right, just south of Decoven Center. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And it's very hard to tell anybody how to get there. From, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They say they've got, you got Highway 11 blocked off with a train It's a little uh, tricky. Trestle. But yes, yeah. very tricky. And so that's Thursday, 10 o'clock, o'clock. in the morning, you yes, said. Yes, yeah. but it's, it's so exciting yeah. to say that we... Uh, interesting thing is you talk about my kids. My, uh, my daughter is a, is a sort of a... Geek, <laughs> and she. I talked to her first, and my other daughter is in California, and, and her husband's a uh, an artist, and they have an art studio there, and uh, one of their best friends is going to be the host. Ah. So, and I we're going to be out there uh, next month, and and we're going to have a major meeting, and because they're putting together the template for the yeah. for the website. How exciting, Bill, that that this brings together uh, not only this passion you have for being active and getting other people active, but also that it, it melds so wonderfully with your own background in business. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, because putting those two things together, that's what makes this such a perfect opportunity for you. At at Johnson's Wax, I was in the, I was the venture manager for the car wash and we basically were putting together a franchise. Guess what we're doing here? Hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And, And, and when I was at Carthage college, um, first couple of years, I was running a Catholic church bulletin company in, in St. Louis. Huh. And uh, so in, from, the, from my office, and I was only there occasionally. And uh, so I know how to run these remote things. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it all just, I said, the template is what we did at Liturgical. The template is what I did at Johnson's Wax. Yeah. And it's just, just fell into, and, and I love that kind of stuff. Sure, it's like it's meant to be. Well, yeah. we will follow this with great, great interest. In the meantime, we want to remind people again at the John Bryant Center uh, Thursday at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, a meeting with some heavy hitters to uh, talk about so. some of these same, uh, same issues. And particularly if you are someone who feels like you want this to be part of your life, that would be a, a, a great meeting to Even visit. if it's dancing. Or playing bridge. We don't care. There you go. (laughs) Bill Jankovic, I so appreciate you joining me today, and what a great story this is on all sorts of different levels. And uh, we wish you well with all of your future competition and uh, and certainly this uh, this brand-new, exciting undertaking for you. Uh, We are glad that uh, retirement is... uh, not a What's re- that? Uh, yeah, yeah, you are redefining what that's all about. Thank you for joining me today on The Morning Show. This has been fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're approaching 9 o'clock here on WGTDHD.